As the war in Gaza enters its third week, many are alarmed about the impact it could have on the occupied West Bank and on Palestinians living in Israeli-occupied territories. While Gaza is governed by Hamas, the occupied West Bank is governed by the Palestinian Authority, led by Fatah. Both factions want an independent Palestinian state. However, their struggle for self-determination and autonomy has substantial historical differences. Unlike Hamas, the Palestinian Authority recognizes Israel. And while the relations between the occupied West Bank and Israel are not exactly friendly, there has been a certain level of cooperation. But how will the Hamas offensive on southern Israel on October 7th and Israel's war on Gaza change the nature of this relationship? And will a further escalation of the conflict result in both the Palestinian Authority and Hamas putting aside their differences and joining forces? The Palestinian Prime Minister Mohammed Steyer talks to Al Jazeera. Palestinian Prime Minister Mohammed Steyer, thank you for talking to Al Jazeera. Thank you. The war in Gaza is in its third week, and there's increasing pressure on you, not only to condemn the attack, but also to take a stand against Hamas. What's your position on that? This war has been declared on the Palestinian people long time before October 7th. And uh, those who ask for these sort of things, they don't know Palestinian reality. Palestinians are united under these terrible conditions. And what we have seen in Gaza, we have been seeing it in the West Bank as well. More than 102 Palestinians have been killed since October 7th. And uh, thousands of Palestinians have been killed in the West Bank as well, in Jenin, in Tulkarim, in Hebron, in Jerusalem, Bethlehem, and everywhere. So Palestinians uh, these days, they're all under attack. But why did it take so long for the Palestinian Authority to react? The world was already shocked at what happened on October 7th. World leaders were issuing statements and the Palestinian Authority remained silent. Why? No, we did not stay silent because we were conducting a very uh, active uh, condensed, intensified diplomatic activities in order for us to stop the aggression immediately. Yet it took the bombing of Al-Ahli Hospital in Gaza, where hundreds of Palestinians died, for the president to return from Jordan, cut short his visit there, and finally appear on TV speaking to the Palestinian people. Isn't that a bit too late? No, the issue is what we care for is results. Really, the issue is not only to talk to the media. The issue is what is more important is that the president from day one, he has been conducting phone calls, visits. He was everywhere and he spoke to everybody in order for us to create an international front to stop the act and the aggression against our people in Gaza. And until now, we are calling for an immediate cessation of fire so that the people will have a chance to even take their dead out of the rebels, to cure the injured and provide fuel for the hospitals and so on. So our target has been fully focused from day one. And 
during those first few hours or few days, has there been any contact with the Israeli side, considering that the security coordination, I think, is still ongoing? On the contrary, we totally did freeze any security coordination with the Israelis, not because of this, much time before. So therefore, there has not been really any contacts with the Israelis under any circumstances. All the contacts has been channeled through United States, Europe, the Arab countries and so on. So we are conducting a very intensified diplomatic uh, mission. Okay, but concretely, the Palestinian Authority is here in the occupied West Bank. It is geographically separated from Gaza and there is no way to reach Gaza from, from here. So apart from calling for ceasefire, for humanitarian corridors, for safe places, what can you do? It's not what can we do, what we have been doing. We have been doing a lot. Our relationship with Gaza has nothing to do with the separation of geography. We have been in charge of Gaza for the last 30 years. Even during the time that Hamas has taken over Gaza in 2007, we have been responsible for education. We have been responsible for health. We have been responsible for water, for electricity. We paid the salaries. We paid the bills. So our relationship with Gaza never stopped. So we, these people are our people. We don't do them a favor. Palestinians are one wherever they are. Now water is installed in east of Khan Yunis. We are providing medical supplies through uh, the Red Cross, and we have been also providing financial assistance through uh, WFP. We are working with them, and we are working also. I, we have three ministers today who are locked in Gaza, and they are doing very, uh, all what they should do as ministers in this government. They are visiting hospitals, they're, they're uh, looking at needs, they're providing us of the needs, and we are working accordingly. So therefore, it's not that we are doing diplomatic work as a software, but also we are providing every assistance that we can do. We are daily in touch with our Egyptian colleagues in order for us to reconnect electricity from Egypt to Rafah. Do you think it's enough, considering that every day hundreds are dying in Gaza? Hundreds of adults, hundreds of children. Do you think what you're doing is enough? Of course not. The enough is for us to stop the aggression against our people. And that's not 100% in our hands, but we are working with all those who want to see a peaceful Gaza, a peaceful Palestine. We're working with the international community that, as I told you, it's very unfortunate that these international leaders who have been really uh, making statements in support of Israel, they did not make any statement to call upon Israel to stop its aggression against our people in Gaza. You mentioned Palestinian unity several times so far. That might be true at the street level, but at the political level, there have been bitter divisions all the way back since 2006. And they have, you've never been able to reconcile between Hamas and Fatah. Don't you bear also responsibility somehow for what's happening in Gaza? Don't you think you gave a window of opportunity for Israel to do whatever it wants? No, the, Israelis, uh, the Israeli attacks on Gaza has been systematic. The Israeli attacks on Palestinians, wherever they are, has been systematic. But the, the ones on Gaza have been systematic ever since that these, these divisions exist. No, not, 
much more before. Of course, it is a, it's a very sad situation in which Palestinian reality and Palestinians are not united. We did every single effort. We did sign four agreements uh, in order for us to bring Palestinian unity, and the dialogue is still ongoing. I don't want to go. It is not the time to go into a blame game now. The priority today for us is that we stand united with our people, and we stand united to stop the war, and we stand united to relieve our people. This is the most important thing at this stage. I'm not going to go into the blame game who is responsible for not uh, making the Palestinian unity uh, achievable. That's a different story. But I am sure that after this situation, there is no room under any circumstances for a continuation of the split. This is a situation that does dictate itself on ourselves that Palestinians should be united. So does that mean that after this is over, the Palestinian Authority will also look a bit inwards and see how it could change? Because there's a lot of complaints, even here in the occupied West Bank. People are criticizing you, and I'm sure you're aware of that. The situation in the West Bank is a very dangerous situation. The issue is not about criticizing us or not. The reality is very tough. This is a situation in which you see the Israeli army encouraging into the Palestinian towns, Palestinian villages, Palestinian cities every single day. 985 Palestinians have been arrested and even more than a thousand. The other issue is that the Israeli colonization programs have intensified. The number of settlers today in the Palestinian territory is more than 750,000 and it's growing every single day, land confiscation, the incremental annexation of certain areas, the wall around Jerusalem, the incursions into Al-Aqsa Mosque. So all these Israeli acts, the, the deduction of our money, every single thing that is people that they feel in the street, we feel it as well. The issue is not that the Palestinian people are on one side and the Palestinian leadership on the other. We are not, because we and our people are under attack. And Netanyahu's strategy has been designed to fully and totally isolate Gaza and to gradually and incrementally annex the West Bank because Netanyahu's strategy has always been to kill every possibility of a future Palestinian state. Okay, but you still haven't answered my question. The pa people have been complaining have been frustrated with the Palestinian Authority. I'm sure you're aware of that, especially that half of the population here in the occupied West Bank is below 25. Those are the ones who risk their lives. Those are the ones who go to clashes. Those are the ones who are targeted by uh, Israel during the nightly raids and during all what's happening. Do you think that somehow you have failed them, that something you haven't done enough Not at all. to protect them? Not at all. The, the issue is that there is an occupying army. And as I said, we are under occupation. And the Palestinian Authority as an organ of the National Liberation Movement, the PLO, the different political factions, we fight every day. Palestinians have been resisting in the West Bank. Of course, the PLO and different political factions has ado have adopted peaceful resistance all over the years. But obviously, the Israelis, they don't understand this. The Israeli machine, killing machine, does not know a peaceful demonstration or whatever. The Israeli government has actually changed rules of engagement. And therefore, 
It's not that the Palestinian people are frustrated. This situation is a situation in which one can call extremely dangerous in the West Bank and genocide in Gaza. And when the Palestinians are under attack, it's all of Palestine is under attack. So we are all angry. We are all for one and, they, and everyone is for all. And that when we speak about defending our farmers who are collecting olive trees, we are facing the settler terrorist attacks. And also we have formed committees uh, to defend people in the villages and the refugee camp in the cities and so on. So we are doing every single, every possible way. Our president has been at the United Nations more than once calling for international protection for the Palestinian people. So these are things that we have been doing here. Of course, Gaza is not under occupation, was not. Gaza was under siege for the last uh, 17 years. It's a very difficult situation. And therefore, Palestinians, as I said, we are doing everything that can be done under the current situation to protect our people. The issue is not only what the Palestinian Authority is doing, it's what we are doing all together. And I think we are doing what every possible that we can do to save the lives of our kids, our children, our women, and so on. So if it's what the Palestinians are doing together, the political leadership is doing together, why is there always a need, each statement, to say that only the PLO, the Palestinian Liberation Organization, represents the Palestinian people? That excludes many political factions. So why is there a need to always underline that? Because the issue is, the issue is not about excluding or including. The, the PLO has been the sole legitimate representative of the Palestinian people. And the PLO wanted an open dialogue with Hamas and Islamic Jihad so that they will be included within. The PLO is an organization that's a coalition of all different factions. And the PLO has 13 different factions. And therefore, Hamas has always been invited to join the PLO. Islamic Jihad has been invited to join the PLO. Of course, you need dialogue. Uh, and you need to agree on what are the, the uh, uh, what is the political program, what is the struggle program, what are the different programs, so that we agree on one unified front based on a political agenda. Otherwise, everybody will be shooting. Somebody will be shooting left. Somebody should be shooting right. No one can make peace alone. And no one can make war alone. We have to be united and decide together to go to war and decide together to go to peace whenever any of this is possible. Looking forward, Israel says it will carry out a ground incursion. We don't know when yet. The military also said that it's taking its gloves off when it comes to the occupied West Bank and going after Hamas uh, across the West Bank. And in all of this, President Biden is actually doubting the number of casualties coming out uh, of the uh, Ministry of Health on a daily basis. He says that the Palestinians are inflating that. But with looking ahead, there'll be more and more casualties. What's your response to when President Biden puts in question what you say? Well, look, First of all, the numbers that comes out of uh, number of Palestinians killed 
are members of the Palestinian Ministry of Health, our Ministry of Health, because we are in charge of the health sector in all of Gaza in the same way that we are in charge of the health sector in uh, the West Bank and Jerusalem as well. So the numbers are our numbers. Of course, we take the numbers from the director general of the hospitals in, 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 in Gaza, and then they release the, some numbers we do. But to question this number is just for some people to relieve themselves from a humanitarian responsibility because what is happening in Gaza is numbers are unbelievable. So people don't want to believe what is already the magnitude of disaster and the number of Palestinians who have been killed. People don't want to believe the thousands of children and women who have been killed. People, there are certain leaders who don't want to see reality. They only want to see what is happening on the Israeli side. They don't want to see what is happening on the Palestinian side. So therefore, the numbers are correct. They are our numbers. These numbers are fed to us from the hospitals of Gaza every single day that are received by our Ministry of Health. So therefore, this situation, I think, if they can ask the United Nations, United Nations has a station there in Gaza, the United Nations can verify every single number of Palestinians who are there. There are thousands of people who are still, no, more, around a thousand people who are still under the rebels. There are Palestinians who have been killed, who crossed into Israel, they're, they're, they're there, and we don't know the numbers of them yet. I'm asking you this because at the same time, while President Biden is putting into question these numbers, the U.S. and other Western countries, including France, President Emmanuel Macron, are calling for the peace process to be revived at the end of this war. There will be many more dead. There will be much more destruction. Do you think that's even possible after all this suffering? Business is unusual. And this peace process, Israel has killed it quite some time ago. So to speak about peace process, it means a more prolonged attacks and uh, giving Israel more time to act. I think what is needed now by these leaders to call upon Israel to stop the war and to stop the aggression and to stop the atrocities and to stop the massive killing of our people. That is what is needed. Those who want to think of the day after, they should think of one thing, that Israel should be called upon to end its occupation that has occurred on the Palestinian territory since 1967, including Jerusalem. That is what these people should be calling for. But to call for a peace process is a very fluid statement. The peace process, there, there is a process, there was no peace. There was a peace, there was no process. Today, there is no peace, there is no process. So there should be one thing, which is call upon Israel to end occupation in accordance with United Nations resolutions and in accordance on the basis of international law. Things does not need negotiations. Things need an international decision by the White House, by Europe, to call upon Israel to put a program to end its occupation to the Palestinian territory. These are not matters of negotiations. These are a matter of withdrawal of the Israeli army, withdrawal of settlers who have been a cause of very dangerous situation and the settlers have been conducting terrorist acts against our people and killing number of Palestinians, innocent Palestinians in their homes. So therefore, the call of a peace process, the time is now. Let's not look at the day after. 
I want to look at today. And today for me is end of aggression and not allow Israel to uh, conduct a ground operation or incursion into Gaza because that will cause thousands of Palestinians to die and to be killed and massacred and also Israelis will be victims as well. Even if there's a ceasefire today, 7,000 people have already died. And there's pressure on you as the Palestinian Authority to think about the day after, as you call it. Uh, it's the first time we hear in years Western leaders talk about a two-state solution. That had been gone. Would you be able to turn to the Palestinian people, whether here in the occupied West Bank or in Gaza, and tell them, after all this, let's talk peace? After all this, <clears throat> We should sit down and unify our front as Palestinians. And I think after this, there will be no excuse whatsoever for a continuation of a split. After this, Palestinians have to stand united in the same way our people are united. Political factions are not united, but I think we have made every single concession and compromise to allow a Palestinian, Palestinian uh, reconciliation and unity and our president us behind him we are all calling for this to happen one second important issue we have been in charge of Gaza for all these 30 years so we are providing every service for Gaza if uh, there is no unity at the political top but there is unity in the structure in the service in, and in the people, you know, Palestinians in Gaza, they get, get their passports from here, birth certificates from here, medical treatment from here, school textbooks from here. So we provide and we have been providing all of this for Gaza. So there we're one, the structure and so on and so forth. All what is needed is that we together at the political level come together and unite. One. Secondly, all these sort of atrocities, it will repeat itself. If there will be no political agenda, political horizon, that is designed to end occupation because there are people who wanted to manifest occupation rather than ending it. And so the political track should lead to one thing, which is ending occupation, the manifestation of a Palestinian state on the borders of, of, of 67 as a contiguous sovereign viable state of Palestine that includes West Bank and Gaza. There are people who are suggesting some sort of political track for Gaza or some political track for the West Bank. That is totally unacceptable to us. We are not for partial solutions. We are for a comprehensive solution that does consider end-occupation and the materialization and of a sovereign, independent Palestinian state that 140 countries in the world have recognized at the United Nations. So therefore, that what our main concern is today, end of aggression against our people. The day after is something that we can look at together with all Palestinian political factions. And my last question, we don't know when that ceasefire will come. But after that, what kind of Gaza will emerge? Will Hamas still be there? Will Hamas still be in charge? How will the people of Gaza come out of all of this? For us, the sadness of what we have seen Beside that, we cry for the dead, the children, the women. Families have been totally wiped. 
taken out of the civil registrar. Families, 44 members. You know, when people are under attack, families come together. Now, where will Hamas be? Hamas is, going, is not going to be finished. If Israel thinks that they are going to finish Hamas, I think that's a, a miscalculation on their side. It's not going to happen. Hamas is an integral part of the Palestinian political arena. Whether the certain capitals consider Hamas as a terrorist organization or not, that's something to do with them. But Hamas is an integral part of the Palestinian political arena. We have been in dialogue with Hamas. And as I said, Israel will not finish Hamas. The Hamas leadership is in, in Qatar, in certain parts of the world, and so on. We have seen this. That has happened to us in Beirut in 1982. Palestinian political forces have been evacuated from Lebanon. We lost a geographic base, but this did not end. Neither Fatah nor all the BLO factions. This will not end Hamas. Palestinians, after this, have to come to the voice of reason and be united so that we have a rosy image. We go to war together if need to be, and we go to peace together if need to be. And I think the big lesson that we should learn out of this is that to continue to be divided and split is something that, we, that is weakening our cause. And therefore, we will invest every effort to be united, invest every effort to make these sacrifices of our people does not go with the wind but it does bring justice, freedom, dignity, sovereign state of Palestine that all Palestinians have been looking at, working for, fighting for, paying sacrifices since 1948 until today. Palestinian Prime Minister Mohammed Shtaya, thank you very much for talking to us. Thank you so much.